Every single person in this room has been hurt by someone, haven't we? At some point in our life, somewhere along the way, if we're above the age of two, we recognize someone's hurt us. And even at the age of two, we recognize someone's taken our toy and bitten us, and we know that we've been hurt. This morning, we're continuing our series of moving past your past and the idea this morning of forgiveness. And what does it look like for us to forgive those that have hurt us? Sometimes someone hurts us and it's an unintentional or it's a, you know, just the circumstances of the situation. And there's other times that someone hurts us and it's an outright betrayal and it hurts even deeper. And sometimes it's those situations that it's an out, outright betrayal that it's people that are closest to us. A husband, a wife, a, a friend, a brother, a sister, a mother and father. And those and when they're closer to us, the more that it hurts. And each one of us in this room are at different places with that hurt. And so you may be freshly wounded. It may be something that you've been carrying around for a long time. And so this morning I want us to, to think about how can we move past some of those things, those deep hurts in our life, and to move forward. Because when we allow unforgiveness of a deep hurt to begin to take root, bitterness begins to take root in our heart and our life, and we begin to other things begin to change in the way that we see people and the way that it literally impacts our physical health. And we'll look at that just a little bit this morning. So begin to think about where you have a need forgiveness and where you may be even in someone else's life, you, you may be the person that's the offender and you maybe need to seek out and ask for them. Some of you are saying, but Chris, you don't know the depth of my hurt. You don't know what so-and-so has done to me. And listen, I'll be honest with you, I don't. I don't understand some of your hurts and some of where you're at, and, and I'll just readily admit that, okay? But I've been hurt too, and I've been hurt in some different ways, in some deep ways, and so we'll just acknowledge that, hey, even though we've all been hurt in different ways and no one has experienced exactly what you've experienced, but all of us in some way, some fashion, we've been living long enough, someone had a hurt, has hurt us in a deep, deep level. And we've struggled with the point that we really, truly want to impact them in such a way that we want to bring hurt to them. So this morning as we think about forgiveness, think about those hurts for you and where you're still holding on to those things. The one thing that I've been praying about for us this morning and for this week is that you would find a place of forgiveness. That there are people in your life that you continue to hold grudges against, you hold bitterness against, you're cynical against, you've got all these different things against them. Even, even this morning, as we're even talking about this, is beginning to think about it, begins those people's faces begin to rise up. And you've got whatever you want to do to injure them or to hurt them or to seek revenge kind of rises up with inside of you as well. And I pray that God would begin to do something supernatural in your heart and in your mind and in your soul so that you can find forgiveness for them. For you have been, you need to be set free from that bitterness. Not for them, but for yourself. You are the prisoner to your bitterness because you haven't sought out forgiveness. And so that's what my prayer is for you. There's different types of forgiveness. There's the revengeful forgiveness. That's where the offenders punished you, and so you want to seek out and to punish them on an equal level. Whatever they've done to you, you want to punish them back. And whenever you get that, whenever you see, feel like you've reached that level of, hey, of offense to you, then it's kind of you forgive them in that way. Or maybe someone comes to you and, and they realize that they've offended you, and so they offer payment in some way or another, whatever that may be. And then at that moment, you feel like, hey, there's an equal exchange of hurt or whatever, and so now we're, we're even. There's also this place of where sometimes you just got to, you see them in social settings, and so you kind of do life, you do work with them, and they've hurt you, they've offended you. And so when you get to that place, you kind of just say, listen, I've got to work with this person. I'm not ready to forgive them, truly, but I'm just going to pretend as if I forgive them. So this is the pretend social harmony type forgiveness that you've got. 
And then also finally is a complete forgiveness. An unconditional forgiveness. Forgetting the, not forgetting the past, but forgiving the past and forgetting what's going to be happening maybe in the future. That is total, unconditional forgiveness and complete forgiveness. Why should I forgive? In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15, it says it this way. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting, corrupting many. The root of bitterness in this moment is unforgiveness. That unforgiveness truly hurts you physically. And so when you allow a root to begin to, to get in and to dig in, it's difficult to get out. I'm not a great gardener. If you want to, you want to kill a plant, bring it to my place, okay? And so I have a, not a green thumb but a black thumb. And so what I do know, though, is, is that when you got weeds, there are some weeds that are difficult to get out. Have you ever had those weeds that they're kind of like got thorns all the way up the side of them and you've got to get gloves to get them out? Y'all know what I'm talking about? No one else has a black thumb. No one else has weeds in their yard. Okay, awesome. Well, let me tell you about what it's like. And so you get weeds in your yard, and then you get them in there, and you start to pull those things out, and inevitably you pull them up, and what happens? The root stays. So listen, if you're in a crazy mood, and you're not willing to just really stop and to dig out that root, you kind of move on, you come back in a few weeks, guess what happens? You got the weed again. That's what here Paul, the author of Hebrews, is saying. He's saying, listen, You've got to do the hard work and the bitterness that begins to take root. You've got to dig down in there and you've got to pull the root out because if you don't, it will continue to, continue to raise up. And so all of us in this room, if we've been hurt deep enough, we've gotten to that place where we're like, you know what, I've, I've, I'm past it, I've forgiven them, I've moved on, and the next thing you know, it's been a few weeks, it's been a few months, and the next thing you know, you see that person. And when you see that person, it's like a ghost coming alive. It's like that weed has automatically popped back up. You thought you'd gotten rid of it, but the root had stayed. You hadn't done the hard work of truly seeking out complete forgiveness. And so the weed grows back up, and you look at it, and you're like, ooh. And the revenge bug bites. You know what I'm talking about, right? And so that's that hard work of digging into the root. For Unforgiveness literally hurts us. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 and 32 Paul says it this way, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger. You never see that whenever you're, you never get angry or bitter at someone or have rage at someone that's hurt you. You never say slanderous words and as well as all other types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ Jesus has forgiven you. Love keeps no record of wrongs, bitterness keeps a detailed list. Bitterness keeps a detailed list of the things that are wrong. You just continue to go, I'm, not, I'm, I'm forgiving that person, but I'm keeping a detailed list of how they've hurt me, how they've offended me. Bitterness is, is the moments where we have those revenge fa- fantasies of, of what's going to happen to that person, how they're going to get hurt, how they, you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh, that was a good dream. I'm glad that such and such happened to so on. Bitterness is that where you, you want them to literally get hurt. You want them to get offended. You want them to experience the same amount of pain that they, they've experienced, that you've experienced through them. We raise ourselves up and we place those people further down, giving us a sense of control over those people that have hurt us. There's a Chinese proverb that says this, one who pursues revenge should dig two graves. Why? Because doctors and researchers are telling us that bitterness, cynicism, mistrust, 
hostility and revenge hurt us physically, mentally, and relationally. Have you ever been at a place where you are so bitter that you see someone, you're angry, you can't forgive, it literally eats at your soul, it eats at your mind, it eats at everything, and it literally leads you to a place of depression. I've met with people and talked with people that have been deeply hurt and have reasons for not forgiving, but it begins to just eat at their soul, and it just continues to eat at them and eat at them and eat them, and they literally begin to wither away physically because they cannot get past this moment, this sequence, this person, and what's happened to them. And listen, I understand. We have this natural desire to like fight back and to get back at them and, and to offer up revenge. But it's eating away at us. I know some of us in this room are at that place where we, we desire to not forgive but to seek revenge and it's eating away at you and you think, man, I'm just going to keep lopping that weed off at them. and you don't want to do the hard work of getting to the root because you just hope one day that you can get back. Listen, God says to us, let's dig deep and allow yourselves to do the hard work to get your hands dirty to seek out and to say god i know that in my heart of hearts in my mind of minds that they have hurt me and offended me and they do not deserve my forgiveness but i'm going to allow you to do it it's going to take time it's going to take time coming back because listen every spring no matter what i do no matter what i put down there's always at least one stinking weed that keeps coming back. And that's for us. Those moments where we think, man, I've got it. I've, I've completely forgiven them. And then you see them at H-E-B. And you're like, if my buggy could just go a little faster. That's in that moment, that's a heart check of saying, okay, I thought I was done. But I'm not. I'm getting better. I'm getting there. It's a work in progress. But I'm moving forward in this idea of forgiveness. Unforgiveness impacts my health. A second reason that you should forgive is because I, we, will need forgiveness again. There's a story in the New Testament that Jesus tells about a king. And he went to his workers and he said, hey, listen, one of his workers had, hadn't paid him in a long time and owed him 10,000 talents, which in today's amount of money would be 20 years of wages. So imagine going to your boss and your boss saying, hey, listen, I gave you a loan and you've been working and we've been doing this, but you haven't been paying it back fast enough. As a matter of fact, you've been digging the opposite way and you owe me more money than I owe you. You owe me 20 years worth of wages. You imagine you're like, hey, I've got a house, I've got a car, I've got kids, I've got family. What would you immediately do? You would get down on your knees and beg and say, listen, please forgive me. Please keep working this out. Please give me something. Give me, give me mercy in some way. So the boss, the king, says, okay, I'll, I'll give you mercy. As a matter of fact, I'll wipe your slate clean. Can you imagine the feeling of being completely debt-free, that you know that you know that you know that you have a great amount of debt, and immediately it's wiped clean, and you're like, ha, ah, yes, I can now live, I can have freedom. Some of you go, I can go buy a new car now, whatever that is. And so, but you have this freedom. And then the next thing this guy does, instead of going off and and, and celebrating in his freedom, he goes to find the people that work for him. And he says, hey, dude, you owe me X amount of dollars. And that amount of dollars literally equaled up to one day's worth of wages. And he began to beat him and say, until you can give me that one day's worth of wages, I'm going to continue to beat you and hold this grudge over you. Well, the word got back to the king, and here's what he said in Matthew chapter 18. 
Then the king called in the man he had forgiven, and he said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I have had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly Father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. Listen, if we're honest, we're just like that guy. We have a great debt and we're quick to receive mercy. Because we know, we know in our heart of hearts the debts that we owe. And that God said, listen, I forgive all of that. And the mercy, I'm quick to receive that. I'm quick to embrace it and go, yes, God, you've forgiven me. But when someone offends me, I'm quick to hold it over them. Same is true here. How many of us have been totally and completely forgiven by God? Someone offends us and we're quick to run. Here's the truth I want you to gather from this. The forgiven forgive. The forgiven forgive. I think for some of us, we've been doing church so long. We've been doing church so long, we forget the depth of the evil in our hearts. We forget the depth of the sin. We forget the depth of the stuff that we've carried around. We forget the depth of the offenses that we've offended God with. And if we were truly to this week, just take a list, take a look over our past week and how many times we've offended a God that is holy. The forgiven forgive. Why should I forgive? Because it's unhealthy for you. Because I'm going to need forgiveness. But ultimately, you should forgive because the forgiven forgive. One of my prayer requests for us, for myself this week, is to be reminded of the great depth of the evil with inside of me. That the reason that when I see someone at HEB, or the reason that I see someone at Walmart, or the reason that I see somewhere in different places that I've lived and been, and think that, man, I've got it, I've whooped it, and then I see him, and all of a sudden, like, ooh, dude, if you just knew what you had done to me. Bro, if you just knew what you had done to me, and the amount of just rage and revenge that begins to, to crawl inside of us. God began to just say, Chris, if you just knew the offense that you've done to me, that I've forgiven. The forgiven, forgive. Why should I forgive? I understand why, but how can I forgive? How can I begin to forgive? Well, first thing is pray for those that hurt you. No, 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 don't pray that they break a leg. Don't pray that something bad happens. I know those things that you're like, yes, Chris, I've been praying. I've been praying really hard that something would happen to them. And listen again, that's our heart, right? That's our heart. That's the human nature. And forgiveness is not something that's natural to us. That's what I'm saying. This is a supernatural act of God that you can see someone that has offended you at your core and you can look at them and say, God, I have forgiven what they've done to me at the past, even the present, and even the future because you have forgiven me. It's extremely difficult for us to get to that place. The Romans even had a God that worshipped revenge. The Jews, even in the Old Testament, you see it, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, an ear for an ear, a, a lip for a lip. I mean, it was like, listen, dude, and it was literal. I mean, if you cut someone's ear off, then I'm going to take your ear back. And that's sometimes we think, man, that's not enough. If you take my ear, I'm taking both ears. 
right? That's, that's, our, that's the revenge that's within our heart. Matthew 5:43, Jesus says, You've heard the law say, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That's hard stuff. Sure, the religious people were like, Jesus, we're, we, we like that ear for an ear thing. He's just saying, listen, I'm turning this upside down because prayer begins to move us to action. And as we begin to take action, as we move and do those actions, then feelings happen. We begin to pray, begin to think about, hey, listen, they've offended me and I'm going to pray for them and begin to take action that when I do see them at some place, instead of running my buggy into them or slapping them upside the back of the head accidentally with honey or something like that, then I'm just going to just, hey, how are you doing? And give them a handshake and say, hey, I've missed you. How are you doing? And truly begin to try to be involved and care about them. Prayer and action and attitude. Listen, prayer may not change them, but it's going to change me. Prayer may not change them, but it's going to change me. Because listen, there are people that have offended me that don't even know it. Is that true for you? Some of the most deepest offenses that reside within my heart that I'm still working through the weeds and the forgiveness are people that don't, don't even know that they've offended me. But it's deep. So we begin to pray for them, begin to seek that out, because listen, it's hard work to dig at the roots of bitterness to seek forgiveness. Prayer and action and attitude. The second reason for why how about forgiveness is forgive as I've been forgiven. In Colossians chapter 3, make allowance for each other's faults. All right, look at the person next to you and say, you are messed up. All right, now there's truth to that, right? You may not even know them. You may not even know them. You are messed up and now look at them and say, but I forgive you. And then you turn to that other person and you say, but I'm just as messed up as you are. And you're going to forgive me. Psalm 65.3 Though we were overwhelmed by our sins, You forgave Him. Though we were overwhelmed by our sins, He forgave us. Listen, God looked at us just as you looked at that person next to you and said, you guys are messed up. But I forgive all that messiness. I forgive all of that messiness. He doesn't overlook them, but He forgives them. Now listen, there's those that you've been hurt and you've been offended and you need to, you need to in this process of doing forgiveness, offer forgiveness, but not forget, okay, that there are some people that you just need to stay away from. Because it's just wise. But to get to that place of forgiveness. How many times are we to forgive? Peter thought he had the great religious answer. Jesus, seven times. And Jesus looked at Peter and said, that sounds really good, Peter, but let's do it like this. Let's do a little math. We're still in school. Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how, sh- how often should I forgive someone's sins against me? Seven times? No, Peter, not seven times, but 70 times seven. In other words, till you lose count on how long it takes you to offer complete forgiveness. Again, it's not even for them but it's for us to let this prisoner free of the root of bitterness, of the root of cynicism, 
of the root of anger, of all the stuff that we began to just allow it to kind of, the weeds that we allow to get into the soil because someone's offended us, someone has hurt us, and we begin to just let it dig deep into us. Keep seeking to forgive. Keep praying, not for them as much as it is for us, so that God can move and to bring health to your life. Listen, it's a continual process. There are going to be some people that have offended you and that have hurt you. Through the day that you die, that you're going to be seeing that root keep popping up. But hopefully, hopefully, one day, you're able to dig out some of those roots. Begin to see people at different places to say, listen, I know that you hurt me in the past, but I've forgiven you. And with some of them we can do life together, some of them we can't, but I've forgiven you. I move past that. I'm free from that. This morning, maybe you're at a place where you need forgiveness. Maybe you realize that you've hurt someone. You need to find someone this week and say, hey, I've offended you and I've hurt you. And I'm seeking out and I'm, I'm asking for your forgiveness. Some of you others that you know that, hey, someone's hurt you and they may not even know. Maybe you just need to set up a little picture. and Say, hey, listen, this person's offended me and they don't even know it, but I'm going to begin to just pray, God, and whenever I see them, that you just begin to, to work in my heart. Some of you in this room haven't, ha- haven't received the greatest forgiveness ever through Jesus Christ. That the reason that I can stand here and say that, listen, there's some people that have offended me, the reason that I can even begin the process of forgiveness is because I've received the greatest forgiveness through the person of Jesus Christ. If you've never received that forgiveness of Jesus, maybe today, this is your time. Because, listen, he knows your mess intimately. And he's like, I want to offer you forgiveness. Even for that. Even for that one thing that you hope that no one ever knows, the greatest offense you've ever committed, you hope that no one ever knows or hears about it, even that he wants to offer forgiveness for. That's the beauty of what it means to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Is every day he says, I forgive. Every day I receive you again. Let's pray together. Father, the forgiven forgive. It's not easy. But the forgiven forgive. Lord, I pray in this room that we would be reminded of the great amounts that we've been forgiven. Father, may we not just receive your mercy and your forgiveness, but may we pass it on. Father, this may be one of the most difficult things that we do as followers of Jesus. is to offer forgiveness to those that have hurt us and offended us. Father, this is also one of those things that makes us more like Jesus than anything else. Father, your son hung on the cross and even as he was dying he looked out and said Father forgive them Father forgive them for they know not what they do Lord as we look at those that have offended us so many have known not what they do Some have. Father, may we offer 
supernatural God-like forgiveness to those we need to give it to. May we begin to pray for them, move to action, and time after time dig at the root of bitterness so we'll not set in so we can enjoy the freedom. As Galatians 5 tells us, it is for freedom that we've been set free. We are not a prisoner to those things that once held us bound. May we let those people go and be free. It's in your son's name that we pray. Amen.